So the energies right now, you know, are pretty potent. We got uh, Pluto and Aquarius, um, which has stationed uh, perfectly on January 20th. We're also heading into a full moon in Leo, which is on the 25th. Now, full moons are really loud. Full moons, well, this full moon is particularly loud because it's in Leo. Leo is loud. Leo is in your face. Leo wants to say something and has opinions and and is, is asking us to really share these opinions and to make sure that these opinions serve us. Leo is a fixed sign, so they can be very stubborn and almost unmoving when it comes to how they see the world. But to which extent I say there is a beauty in developing a truth and sticking to it. And that's exactly what Leo and this full moon in Leo is asking us to release. Full moons are all about releasing. So what have you been holding on to? What stories have you been telling yourself? What lies have you been telling yourselves? And how can you let go of these narratives loudly to then create space for other troops, other narratives, other stories, whatever, whatever, whatever you, whatever story you want to tell right now. So definitely a really good moment for you to sit with that. It's a fiery full moon. So if you are an earth sign or a water sign, this is not that's where the anxiety may come into place. The sort of like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't feel like I should be doing something, but I don't know what it is. And there's a lot of these feelings here and a lot of these feelings there and blah, 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 blah. But if you are a fire sign or an air sign, this is a good full moon for you. Uh, you will find that it's going to definitely create that fire and nurture it in a very, very positive way. Whereas if you're an earth sign or a water sign, you may have to put in a little extra work to really navigate these emotions or whatever emotions this full moon in Leo is bringing up for you. So astrology aside, all the fun things, let's go ahead and open this space. All right, I've tried mushrooms about four times and nothing has seemed to happen. I've tried with food in a peanut butter sandwich on an empty stomach, nothing, recommendations. If your mushrooms aren't working, then perhaps the mushrooms are the problem. Also, something that can dullify mushrooms and the experience of mushrooms can be if you are on any prescription antidepressants or SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. If you are on any of those medications, it could dull the experience of, uh, of mushrooms. So it really all depends, and it all depends on what you're actually ingesting. Sometimes magic mushies, they lose their potency over time. So depending on where you're getting it, your sources, they could definitely lead to some information as far as why you may not be feeling anything. So yeah, psychedelics are definitely a huge part of me. They've been a huge part of me for like 10 years now. I had my first plant medicine experience about 10 years ago. When I was at a real low in my life, I didn't know what I wanted to do in this world. I was working in a job that I didn't really enjoy. And it was right around that age when we're asking ourselves these questions surrounding life and what we wanna do with it. I was really good at blaming 
my mother, my upbringing, my childhood, my teachers, really good at blaming other people for the way I was showing up in the world. Uh, and right before I had my first plant medicine experience, I had a near-death experience where I totaled my car. It was very dramatic. And it really started motivating me to ask more questions. Now, mind you, before plant medicine was presented to me, or before I even entertained plant medicine as being a healing tool, I was a kid of the D.A.R.E. program. D.A.R.E. program, don't do it. If you take psychedelics, you're going to become crazy. All sorts of things. And I was very, very scared of the unknown. But eventually I started doing my own research and I started realizing, oh, wow, there's, a, there's actually a lot of research out here that shows that plant medicine really helps people. So after throwing myself into the deep, dark hole and entering the web and really exploring things, that's when I started really putting things together and asking myself, hold up, like, what did we actually learn? What is actually true here? And of course, I ingested plant medicine and my whole world was just like, woo, I was reminded to think critically. I was also reminded that every single person who may have inflicted harm or damage, that those people weren't to blame, that people were responding from their pain bodies, as Eckhart Tolle likes to talk about. And I started creating. I had a blank canvas in front of me. I was painting. Shroomy Shrooms were doing his Shroomy Shroom things. And I started creating artwork. From there is where I developed my style. And I gave myself permission to create again. And that was huge, very huge. I was reminded that we came into this world to be creators. So I started creating again. I started making music. Literally within weeks of me taking plant medicine, I signed up for acting school. And now, mind you, I did theater all throughout my life. I was a theater kid. I was in band. I was in music. I was in the chorus. I was always creating. I didn't really pick up any sports in high school or in elementary school or any any of my grade school. Like, no sports wasn't for me, but I love theater. I loved art. I loved music. But I got out of school. I got out of high school and I was told that you couldn't make a living being an artist, that it was very hard to be an artist. I was told by family members that the only way to become an artist is to become famous. And it's very, very hard to become famous. That is like a one in a million chance. And I really took a lot of that insight to heart. So I started entering the workforce. I got jobs here and there, was really good at those jobs, but forgot to create didn't give myself the permission to create. And then plant medicines came around and was like, you love doing this. Why don't you just be a creator? Why don't you just do what you love? Why don't you just do it because you enjoy it and forget about all the other things? You love to sing. You love to create. You love, you love, you love this stuff. Why don't you give yourself the permission to do it more? And the more I did, the more I started sharing and putting myself out there, sharing my truth, sharing my voice, forgiving and letting go, boom, now there's Color We Crazy. And I was able to create a following on Instagram. Now it's at 175,000 followers. Fucking crazy. On TikTok, I have 150,000 and it's just growing. 
literally i'm not one thing i just share my creations and if you're into it you're into it and if you're not i still had a great time making it so that's great but my first plant medicine experience really reawakened that inside of me and that's how i plan to explore plant medicines more in the creative aspect i'm currently about to embark literally tomorrow is my first day with psychedelics today in their vital training program where it's basically certifies you to work with plant medicines with other people and it also helps you with like harm reduction psychedelics today amazing 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 i've been looking forward to this experience and i'm committing myself 12 months of lectures and study groups of learning how to work with the medicine in a healing modality in a structured way but i'm not approaching i'm not approaching it with uh, with uh, the the research mental health area that a lot of people are seeing the administration of this medicine i'm i'm looking to to help people connect to their inner creator because if we know how to create if we are tuned in tapped and turned on to our creative potential the freedom that that gives us the permission it gives us to make mistakes and to fail and to try things differently to think creatively and outside of the box like that's the stuff that we need sure your traumas your past the things that happened to you absolutely those are important as well but if we're trying to create the future we got to let that shit go we got to let it go and start thinking creatively and outside of the box like that is what humanity needs right now in my opinion but if you're really wanting to sit with your mama trauma there's a plant medicine program for that if you're really wanting to sit with some past life regression there's a plant me- medicine ceremony for that that's not going to be my jam i'm like let's come over here's some paints here's some crayons here's some canvases here's some music and here open up and let's see what happens that's at least my vision of this but we'll see plant medicine is amazing an amazing tool i i i love it it works for me it doesn't work for everyone do your research all the wonderful things it it won't do the work for you you got to do the work for you it won't tell you anything you you don't already know either it just reminds you of information that your inner being knows deep down at its core it just reminds you of it and then after that it's up to you to apply it it's up to you to apply it yeah plant medicine mush love all the way <laughs> microdosing is an, is an amazing amazing tool the microdosing regimen that works for me is 4 days on 3 days off and i and i find that it's like a cup of coffee in the morning it's monday through thursday those are like my work days So in the morning after I'm done oil pulling, brushing my teeth, all of that fun stuff, a baby baby dose that is mixed with cacao, we're talking about like 0.2 grams with some cacao and I'm off into my work, into my day, and I find that it just gives me a little a little boost without a crash. I find that I'm in a generally positive mood. I'm not tripping balls. I'm not seeing crazy visuals or anything like that. I'm still able to have conversation and get my work done. So it's not enough to feel the effects. Microdosing is not enough to feel the effects, but definitely enough to get those non-psychedelic feelings like just a good mood. You feel good. You feel productive. You feel clear. Better than a cup of coffee for me.
but I do like to do a bigger trip, like maybe once every quarter. I like to do just a check-in trip, see where we're at, what what lessons are sticking, what integration work is working, what integration work is not working. And typically those doses are anywhere from maybe a gram and a half to three. And if I'm feeling crazy, maybe a heroic dose. If I'm feeling, if I'm feeling a little bit more, maybe we'll dive into the deep end, have a little ego death, but that doesn't happen all the time. I find that just a mild dose is just just as productive as those deeper five gram heroic doses because those those definitely do something to you <laughs> so tread tread carefully cacao and uh, psilocybin mushrooms work amazingly uh highly recommend cacao is beautiful very heart opening also blending it with lion's mane mushroom is really good helps with focus, helps with memory, um, cognitive functions. Lion's mane on its own is so amazing. Y'all, the functional mushroom realm, so amazing. You don't need to do psilocybin if it's not for you. But uh, yeah, lion's mane, cacao, psilocybin, fun stuff. But of course, do your research, friends. Do your research. What works for you, works for you. Doesn't work for everybody. All right, we got a question here that says, how... Do you let go of being highly reactive to triggers? So if you're the type of person who gets triggered and gets highly reacted, these are a few things that you can do. First and foremost, relax, like let go. There is so much that we cannot control. And nine times out of 10, when we're reactive to any sort of situation or any trigger, it is probably a situation that is outside of our control. And we are even triggered even more when we feel as though we could have avoided it in some sort of way. If uh, maybe if I wasn't here at that time with this person, I could have dodged a bullet here, dodged a bullet there. Instead of thinking about the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, face the trigger and move forward. Figure out a way to let go or accept what has taken place. So you're reactive. Doesn't mean you have to continue being reactive. Next step is your awareness. How are you practicing awareness? How are you practicing being here and now so that if a trigger were to arise, you know where you're at in your body, in your mind, in your soul, so then you can navigate it with ease if that's something that you want to do. So mindfulness practices are really important. Meditation is really important. Knowing how you feel physically, emotionally, keeping tabs on all of that before you go out in the world and interact with it, those are all very important things. So how are you checking in with yourselves, all right? And if you are really highly reactive, then there is some unbalanced nature inside of you. There's some something inside of you is unbalanced. If you're highly reactive, something inside of you is unbalanced. So how are you creating that peace? How are you creating that ease? How are you breathing? Are you breathing? Are you drinking water? Are you eating? Are you working out? Are you moving? Are you taking care of yourself? Making sure that those aspects of our lives are taken care of before you start rubbing your face into the ground because you were highly reactive or before you start flicking people off and bursting on other people and blowing up all over people. Before you start doing any of that, 
Really make sure you've taken care of yourself. Really make sure you're good. Clock yourself. Okay, cool. So I'm highly reactive right now. I'm feeling highly triggered. Am I well? Am I well mentally? Am I well emotionally? Am I well spiritually? Have I been taking care of myself? Those are the things that you actually do have control over. Those are the things you actually do have a say in. Whatever triggered you, you got to let that go. You got to let that go. And if you're struggling to let it go, throw yourself into self-care. Throw yourself into, cool, I'm going to say some affirmations right now. I'm going to play some music. I'm going to call a friend I love and support and trust. I'm going to lean on somebody's shoulder who has the space for me to lean on. I'm going to do right. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to nurture, 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 nurture instead of, wow, I should have figured it out. I should have, why is this triggering me? Why, 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 why is this triggering me? Who cares? Who cares the why? Who cares why? It's here. It's already happening. It's already present. Instead of getting hung up on why it's triggered you, really, really get hung up on what what can I do right now? How can I navigate this right now? cool, let me drink some water. Let me go out for a walk. Let me just create some space. So then I can sit down and then maybe in the creation of that space, you start daydreaming. Okay, cool. What were the signs? What were the red flags? What were the clues? Could I have avoided this in any sort of way? Was it something completely out of my control? What is this revealing about myself? What is this trigger showing me about me? Where is the wound? Ah. How can I breathe into that wound a bit more? How can I love myself through this a bit more? The darkness doesn't go away. These wounds don't go away. The trigger will never go away. It's always going to be there. So you got to find ways to accept. You got to find ways to accept. You got to find ways to process. You got to find ways to just at least you may accept it, but it still bothers you. You may find some acceptance, like I accept this trigger, but like, ah, it still bothers me. I still don't like it. And in that, it's like, okay, cool, 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 cool. At least you haven't given all of your power away to that trigger anymore. But through time, through practice, through awareness, you will eventually get there. And perhaps that trigger is always going to be present, but it's not going to be as loud anymore because the voice of awareness the voice of nurture and acceptance, that will be louder. But give yourself some credit. Give yourself a break. Take your time. Don't beat yourself up because you got triggered. Don't beat the other person up because they triggered you. You got to deal with it. You got to face yourself. And you can face yourself in a loving and compassionate way. Or you can be your worst enemy. Make yourself your best friend. Triggers are not your enemy. It's the way you're processing it that is making it the enemy. Process compassionately, lovingly, empathetically. Breathe, 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 breathe. Always come back to your breath. All right? Cool. Much love. Great question. All righty. So we got a question here that says, what internal and external obstacles did you encounter when starting to share your content and expressing your uniqueness? One of the biggest obstacles initially when I first started creating content I found that I had to defend my uniqueness I found that I had to defend my content so in me feeling that I had to defend myself and defend whatever it was that I was sharing I attracted a few voices who were like 
lame, gay, sucks, hate this. And mind you, there were way more voices that who supported me than those voices who were like, this sucks. This is awful. So that was a, a huge obstacle for me. And the more I found that, like, I don't have to defend my creations. I don't have to defend what I'm putting out in the world. Either you're with it or you're not with it. And if you're not with it, that's okay. I'm not going to be liked by everyone. I'm not going to be understood by everyone. There are many beliefs in this world as there are people. And for me to defend my truth, my belief as being the only belief or the only valid one, like, and or the energy that I, I put into getting people to understand me, I found that I was exhausting myself. So I had to shift the way I created content toward what feels good. What do I like to create? What feels good? What do I feel motivated to create right now? And creating for that, creating for me, creating for myself, not creating for an audience. If I happen to share my creation with y'all, great. If you'd like it, great. But the process of creating whatever it was I'm creating, that in itself was way more fulfilling. That was, that was the gift. Everything else is just an added bonus. Whoever likes it, whoever comments on it, whoever follows it, that's just an added bonus. So create for yourself, create for your truth, create for from your inner child. And if people vibe with it, people vibe with it. If they don't, then they don't. But it doesn't mean that the experience of creating it wasn't valuable. So give yourself the permission to create. Give yourself the permission to just create for you and then be surprised by the many because many will end up liking it through your time, through dedication, through consistency. It's only a matter of time before it takes off. Understanding that we live in a world that is very exciting right now. It's changing by the minute, transforming. But one of the most amazing things is that we live in a world where there's an audience for everybody. There's literally an audience for everybody. There's a community for everyone. There is a following for everyone. Andy Warhol mentioned it during his, his life here, the time that he shared with us here. In the future, everyone will be famous for 15 minutes. And we live in a world where just like that, you will be seen, you will be validated, the, the universe will validate you, and you will have something viral completely take off. And right there in that moment, the universe shows you just how valuable your expression is. But then what happens? We get caught in the loop of virality of, well, if... All of my content isn't the next viral wave. If all of my content isn't the next viral thing, is it valuable? And that's not the truth. That's just not valid. What brings value to the table is you and your expression of it. Whether or not that affects one person or millions of people, it doesn't make it any less valuable. So give yourself the permission to create for you. Don't create for an audience. Create because it feels good. Create because you have something to share and you're wanting to share it and just you expressing it feels so good. Create from that space and watch how everything works out for you. You got this. Those were those were my initial like internal external conflicts. Then I was looking to see whether or not people were liking my content. I was into the analytics. I was into the this. And every once in a while, it pops up where I'm just like, oh, well, that video didn't perform that well, or that video didn't perform that well, or that video didn't perform that well. That one performed better than this one. But one thing I will say is the true through line that the videos that end up performing well are the videos that I enjoyed making, are the videos that like 
I'm I'm just like, oh wow, I can't wait to share this. Oh wow, I can't wait to show people this. Uh, I'm really excited to edit this. I'm really excited to share this. And they're the videos that like I'm not even thinking about what I'm doing. I'm just like put a camera in front of my face and I'm like, okay, cool. I want to make this and I can't wait to share it. And it's so fluid. Those videos tend to do better than the ones that I'm just like super planning and production and this and that. The ones that I'm just off the cuff and being myself and completely out of my way, those end up doing great. And even if they don't do great, the comments that I get on it, the conversations that come from it are just so juicy and delicious and wonderful. It's amazing. Like lately, I've been posting a lot more videos on astrology. And I've been following astrology, learning astrology for like over a decade now, learning about charts, placements, houses, all of that. So I understand astrology to a certain extent. And literally, I apply astrology in my everyday life. It's a language that really resonates with me. It works for me and I love it. And I found my own way in it. But lately, I've really been creating content about astrology and people have been really liking those videos. And I'm just like, wow, it's amazing how much of ourselves we we hide or we tame back because we think, well, maybe maybe I don't know enough about this or maybe other people aren't really going to resonate with this or there's so many astrologers out there on social media. What difference am I going to make in in sharing this opinion or that opinion uh, or my perspective? How is that really valuable? And I started comparing myself to all those other people. Then I said, you know what? I'm going to share what I want, what I think. And people are really about it. Anyways, uh, create, just create, just do it, just share it. Why not? This is a really, really juicy moment, a juicy time for expression. All righty, cool. So speaking of astrology, how to survive the struggles this year if you are an Aquarius? First and foremost, you're not surviving struggles. You're growing. You're growing through it all. You're transforming. It's not a struggle. It's not an obstacle. It's not assigning those words to your year. You're damaging your year. You don't know what's coming. You don't know what's happening. As we're talking about Aquarius and Pluto and Aquarius and me sharing my opinions about it all, like, I don't know. I have an idea. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I I know that we are like this year is not going to be a year of struggles, but it's going to be a year of transformation, a year of growth. But that's literally every year that we've had every year, every week, every day, every month, every moment is transformation. Every moment is growth. This year might be a little bit louder than other years. But it's because there's some work that is very urgent and it's very much so needed. So my first suggestion to you is not even like instead of assigning how do you survive the struggles of this year, how does one open themselves to the opportunity of transformation and growth? How does one open themselves up? Well, you got to practice openness. You got to practice surrender. You got to practice just like ah, acceptance and okay, cool. This part of my journey is feeling harder than other parts of my journey. Now, what is this saying about me? What am I holding on to? What needs to be let go of? What 
New things must I practice? How can I finesse here and finesse there? How can I show up for myself more? How can I show up for others at the same time? How can I balance myself more? And those, that balance, there's an infinitesimal list of, of ways to balance oneself. Most of the time, those struggles that you have, they're your own doing. They're your own doing. And you could have gotten out ahead of it. You could have gotten out ahead of it had you taken the extra five minutes before you opened your phone, before starting your day, had you taken the extra five minutes to just sit down and practice some gratitude and to practice some love, to close your eyes, to quiet your mind, to open your heart, to count all the many blessings that you already do have instead of focusing on all the emails that are coming in or all the text and your boss and I need you here, I need you there. And before even clocking into all of those responsibilities, clock in with yourselves. So many of us are so good at clocking in to other people's needs, to other people's this, to other people's that. But like, how good are you? How good are you at clocking in with yourself? And just like, whew, okay, hello me. Hello, self. Before you make yourself up, before you beat that face and you make yourself all pretty and you, boom, you got your eyelashes and your your makeup all done and your hair is looking right and your fit is looking cute. Before you're doing any of that, how are you making yourself up spiritually and emotionally? How are you making yourself up in that way? That is just as important as brushing your teeth in the morning as responding to those emails and those responsibilities, as taking your kids to school or dot, 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 whatever, you fill in the blanks. How are you making yourself up? And all it takes, my friends, all it takes is like 10 to 15 minutes. That's literally all it takes. And we we give ourselves all of these ideas. We come up with all the excuses of, oh, but I have this and I have this, or it's going to take too long, or I can't quiet my mind right now, or I'm too stressed, or I got to do the laundry. My 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 to-do list is so long, but you got all the time in the world to sit on your phone and scroll through it for like 20 minutes. Sometimes lose yourself into a hole for like an hour. You got all the time in the world to watch uh, an episode of your favorite TV show before going to bed. You got all the time in the world to do all of these other things that are distractions that are only numbing your experience, that are only numbing the struggle, that are only numbing the obstacles because the obstacles are going to be there. What are you doing? How are you creating the space to process these obstacles, to process yourself? That is so important. So until you've come up with like a morning makeup ritual of yourself emotionally and spiritually, then worrying about your struggles, worrying about problems that haven't even come yet, frankly, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. Really, really finesse your morning routine. Really finesse those little rituals here and there and make your life, make your day-to-day, the way you move through the world, make that a moving ritual. Make that a moving routine where you're checking in with yourself. You're taking a minute to just mindfully check in like, oh, okay, cool. Um, It's been probably like a couple hours since I've had any water or I've done this or I've done that. I'm guilty of it. My gosh, I'll be in work mode, just like work, 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 work. Got to do this, got to do this. Okay, just five more minutes, just five more minutes, just five more minutes, just five more minutes, just five more minutes. Instead of just pausing and just going, just five minutes, just five minutes of pause, just five minutes of disconnect, just five minutes of breath. I got five minutes. You got time. You got time. You got time. You got time. The laundry will get done. 
the to-do list will get done, your kids will get picked up from school, your boss can wait five more minutes, everybody, everything else could wait five minutes. You got the time. Stop telling yourself you don't. That voice that tells you that you don't have time doesn't belong to you. It's not yours. It is the, the voice of, I'm not good enough. I should be doing more. I have to be doing more. I must be. I gotta, 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 gotta be productive all the time. No, it's not about being productive all the time. It's about the quality of your productiveness. That is what's important. And the way you take care of yourself mentally, spiritually, and emotionally will directly influence the quality of time and how you spend your time. It will create quality in your productiveness. It will, it will, it will, it will. You won't be running for time or it won't be, it won't feel scarce anymore if you just take that extra moment to really check in with yourself. Really, really, really do it. So how do you travel? How do you explore these struggles in this year? Explore yourself, friend. Explore yourself. Absolutely. Cool. So we're wanting to talk about morning routine, yeah? We talk about morning routine at least once every chat, heal, and chill. And and just a stickler about it. Your morning routine really does change your day-to-day activities. And I understand a lot of times when we're waking up for a day, we mostly just want to get it started. But I'm a stickler for this 15-minute morning routine. I call it the 555 method. Super easy. Wake up, five minutes of journaling, open up your phone, open up your notes app, type out everything that's on your mind, your body, your soul, and end in gratitude. Ask the universe for what you want in your day. What do you want it to look like? Just literally ask spirit, spirit, I want my day to flow. I want my day to feel at ease. I want my heart to be open. I want my mind to be open. I want to feel peaceful throughout my day. I want to feel mindful. Uh, I want to feel so good throughout my day. Please show me spirit. Show me how I can soften to love. Show me how I can soften to self. Show me the way. Guide me. Protect me. Give me the signs. Give me the clues. Thank you for all that you've already shown me, Spirit. Thank you for the roof above my head. Thank you for the food on the table, Spirit. Thank you for the love that I have in abundance around me. Help me see that love more. Help me accept that love more. Help me notice the good in all. Help me be a compulsive good finder, Spirit. Ask for all the things that you want. That's what I do. Five minutes where I'm just literally typing that out. And it could be maybe days in which I'm starting my day off Maybe like every single day asking for the same things. Ask for what you want. Ask for what you're looking for. Use those five minutes to just really set the tone, set the stage for what you want. Some mornings I'm waking up and I know I have things to do and I go, spirit, I want me to move. I want to move from task to task with flow, with ease. I want to move through it intentionally. I want to feel inspired through whatever it is I'm creating. I want to feel intentional. I want to feel focused and motivated. Blah, 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 blah. Five minutes of that. Then we got five minutes of mindfulness. After I do that, I set my phone, I put it to the side, and I sit down, and I just breathe. I breathe, I breathe, I breathe. I follow my in-breath, I follow my out-breath, follow my in-breath, follow my out-breath. As I'm breathing in, I'm saying to myself, in-breath, 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 in-breath. As I'm breathing out, I'm going out-breath, 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 out-breath. If a thought arises, I just label it as thought, and I go back in-breath, 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 out-breath, out-breath, out-breath. If an emotion arises, emotion, label it as an emotion, go back in-breath, 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 out-breath, out-breath, out-breath. 
you will naturally find through discipline and dedication and just consistency, you will reach a natural slowdown of thoughts. And the goal here isn't to silence your mind or turn it off completely. The goal is just to take mental note of what is taking up space, what is coming up, what is happening, is your mind busy, is your mind not busy, point blank period. Toward the end of your meditation, I would always encourage people to ground in gratitude. So as you're breathing in, visualize the things that you're grateful for and visualize shooting heart beams, love beams to all the things that you love, all the people that you love. Visualize it coming out of your heart space and just enveloping the world and the space around you in warm, loving light. Imagine yourself going through your day with ease. Imagine a smile on your face. Smile internally and externally and just breathe in. Once you really, really feel good, I would say like that's when your meditation is just about done. After that, five minutes of movement. Now, I like to take my five minutes of movement with me into the shower because showering in the morning is also part of my routine. And the way I shower in the morning is ritual. As I'm showering, as the water is touching my body, I'm envisioning this water cleansing me, clearing me of any energy that's lingering, clearing me of the day before, washing away my worries, washing away doubts or insecurity, anything that's taking up space. And while this is happening, there's music playing in the shower. I have a playlist that's called Songs to Move Your Body To. I'm moving, I'm dancing, I'm moving, I'm bopping, I'm bopping. Even if I don't feel like dancing, I'm dancing, I'm shaking. I have music that feels really good to me. And I'll just like sway, I'll bob, and I'll just envision the water washing everything away from me. And I may take this movement practice outside of the shower as I'm readying myself, as I'm putting my clothes on. I'm just vibing and I'm just activating my body, getting my body connected to the feeling of joy and dance and dance how you dance, move how you move. If you're like, but I'm not a dancer, you can two-step, everybody can two-step. This 555 routine, this 555 routine, if you follow it, give yourself a week of doing it every single day without fail. After you've done it, then look at your phone, then look at your emails, then look at the things you gotta do. But until you're feeling good, and feeling ready to start your day, your routine is not over. Sometimes it's a 20-minute routine. Sometimes it takes you a half an hour. Sometimes you're still listening to that playlist going into the car, and you're still moving, you're still dancing, you're still shaking. But these three aspects will really, really shift your day in a positive way. And it's simple, it's practical, it's easy. Uh, And for me, I've at least found that it helps. Everybody needs something different. Perhaps some people, they need a longer journaling session. Other people need a longer meditation session. Other people need longer movement sessions. It's up to you. Do what works for you. Watch what works for you. Watch and listen. Listen for what you need. I don't restrict myself to just 555, but I found that at a bare minimum, if I'm doing 555 in each of them, I'm at least feeling better. I'm at least feeling better than if I didn't do it at all. And uh, stick to it. Consistency is key. Consistency is key. It's everything. Yeah. That's my morning routine. You heard it here. All right. Cool. 
Last question here, friends. It says, I'm on a self-love journey, pouring into me as you said. It's going great, but sometimes I don't know how to stay consistent. I go back and forth. I want to stay at a higher vibe. Should I do anything else? Okay, cool. So you're on a self-love journey. So you're on a self-love journey and you're finding that you're going back and forth. Sometimes you're feeling good. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're consistent and you're high vibrational and it's an entire month of feeling good and feeling super connected and you're just pouring into yourself. And then other months where you feel like a piece of hot garbage. The truth of the matter is this happens. You didn't come into this world to be high vibrational all the time. You didn't come into this world to be low vibrational at all times. Just because you're practicing self-love and appreciation doesn't mean you're not going to have bad days. Doesn't mean you're not going to have a bad week or maybe a bad month. You're not scot-free from any of the lower vibrational energies. The struggle really comes when we think that high vibrational is better than low vibrational. And that's false. One vibration isn't better than the other. It's just the way you navigate one vibration is different than the other. If you're feeling high vibrational, great. Get those projects done. Get those projects done. Do the tasks. Do the this. Meet with people. Explore. Say yes to all the things. And if you're feeling low vibrational, take a step back. Read a book. Rest. Relax. Listen to a podcast, call a friend, talk to them about it, process, reflect, review, work through the emotions that are living in that space instead of going, well, I just want to be high vibrational. I want to be high vibrational now. I just want to go back to feeling high vibrational. High vibrational felt so good and I felt so good when I was in this space. I don't want to feel this low vibe anymore. I don't want to feel this. This vibrational snobbery that takes place, it's got to stop. Give yourself a break. You got to rest. You got to relax. Yes, we are like the universe. And ultimately, we are fragments of the universe. And we just want to like, woo, be the universe and just constantly like, pew, 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 pew. I am the universe. But even the universe has low vibrational days. Even the universe creates chaos. Even the universe creates sadness and madness and these emotions and that emotions. And they're all true. They're not bad. It's just a part of the human experience. So give yourself that permission to be human. Give yourself permission to process and to not have it all together, to be a mess, to be a wreck. You don't have to be put together all the time. It's okay. The problem really arises where we're not okay and we're telling ourselves that we have to be better, that we have to get over it, that we have to just move on and we just have to move forward. What if you want to hold on to it for a little longer? What if it's really trying to tell you a little bit of something? What if you got to press the brakes and just woof, slow it down a bit? That's totally, totally, totally fine. Self-love spiritual journey, all of this, all that it is, nothing about taking the journey and accepting the journey says, okay, and from now on, you're going to be high vibrational. No, it just simply means that you are committed to yourself. You're committed to your relationship to yourself. You're committed to accepting and surrendering and letting go. You're committed to breathing and being here and sometimes being here is this and just breathing and resting 
and recharging. And sometimes being here is painful and it hurts and you don't want to be here. And sometimes being here is exciting and loving and full and all sorts of things. But just because you're feeling a low vibration, it doesn't mean love is not present. It doesn't mean you can't love yourself through it and love yourself and tend to yourself and nurture yourself and coddle yourself and hug yourself and kiss yourself and hold yourself and nourish yourself. Give yourself that care. When you think of your worst day and you think of needing mommy or daddy, how would you want them to show up? Show up as them. Show up as your best caregiver. Show up as that person and treat yourself with the kindness and the perspective and the love that you need. It's okay. You're going to be back up there. You're going to be vibrating high eventually. It's not forever. You're not going to be in this lower vibrational state forever. It's just where you're at right now. So let yourself be there right now instead of focusing on when you're going to get out of it. Because if you're focusing on when you're going to get out of it, baby, you're just making the process even longer and longer and longer. Be gentle. Be gentle. And then watch what happens. We don't celebrate ourselves enough. We really, really don't. We don't celebrate ourselves enough. We don't celebrate the small wins. We don't celebrate the growth. We only celebrate these super, super big wins of like, yeah, I did it. And I, I got the job or I got the this. We celebrate these milestones. But literally every day we wake up, every moment we we open our eyes, every hour that has passed, there's moment for pause and celebration. Like I got through that. I got through this. I got through that challenge. I got through that moment. I got through this and I'm getting through it. Like I have the capacity to get through anything. So give yourself credit, celebrate yourself because you deserve it, friend. You deserve all the things. All righty. Well, on that note, my loves, I am going to let you go. Thank you for being here for Chat, Heal, and Chill. I will be back on Instagram Live next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to join me on Instagram Live and ask a question, I would love to answer it. Thank you for supporting this channel. And if you want to join this community and be a part of a, a soul tribe in any sort of way, I would encourage you to join Soul School. You can go to colormecrazy.world to look up information about Soul School. We meet every week. We cover topics on spirituality, astrology. I pull tarot from time to time for people. And it's just a beautiful community who nurtures each other. And yeah, we're there for each other. We also have a private telegram group with Soul School where we're just talking, we're communicating and basically taking all these conversations that we have here on Instagram Live and we bring it over to the digital space in a more consistent way as well. So there's Soul School. I also have merch that I'm making myself, y'all. So if you want to cop a hoodie, a, a sweatshirt, or a t-shirt that has something positive on there, I'm wearing a hoodie right now. It says doing great, and on the back it says you're doing great as well. I hand press these myself. I also have a crew neck sweatshirt that says transmute that shit. So if you're looking for a nice little talisman to wear on your body, a nice little reminder that motivates you throughout your day, buy something, uh, support your um, small businesses. All of the blanks that I use are sustainable, 
eco-friendly. Everything is made on demand as well. So I'm not creating more waste in the world. So if you purchase it, it does take like three business days, sometimes seven business days, depending on when I get the blanks to to get to you. But uh, I'm making them all myself. They all come with special little surprises from me as well. And I would love, 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 love to send one of these pieces to you. You can look at all of my merch uh, at colormecrazy.store. Once again, that's colormecrazy.store for my merch, colormecrazy.world for services, coaching, all of that fun stuff, soul school. Uh, thank you for being a part of this community. I really appreciate you. And I hope to see you sometime soon, friend. Tuesday, Tuesday is Tarot Tuesday. So if you want to come on Instagram Live for Tarot Tuesday, you're more than welcome to join us. Again, that'll be at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a Tarot Tuesday. There's a collective reading typically in the beginning. It all happens on Instagram Live. Thank you for being a part of this community. I really appreciate you. And I hope you have a fantastic, fantastic rest of your day, rest of your week, wherever you're at in the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Heart is full. Till next time, friends. Mm